Welcome to Blog Talk Radio in high fidelity. We believe in the American way, and we built this country called the USA, and we fly our flag because we're proud and free. We're Americans. Red, white, and blue is our way of life. Never back down from a challenge or a fight. Nature provides, God gives the rights, we're Americans. Welcome, patriots, to our Convention of States podcast, titled That Provident Article, a reference given to Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution by James Madison. Our opening theme music is Amazing America, used by permission of Madison Rising, America's most patriotic rock band and endorsers of the Convention of States project. This podcast series is a weekly discussion concerning the fifth article of the U.S. Constitution, the amending provision, with a general view on the phrase, Convention for Proposing Amendments, and specific focus on the Convention of States Project. For more information regarding the Convention of States Project, please visit www.conventionofstates.com. My name is Paul Hodson, and I've been a volunteer with the Convention of States Project in Texas since early 2014. Our goal is to continually educate ourselves on Article 5, to bring timely information relating to the Convention of States Article 5 movement, and to promote the use of Article 5 to rein in our federal government. And good morning, Texas patriots and patriots around the nation. If you happen to be listening, thank you so very, very much. This is May 13th, 2017. I am Paul Hudson. Uh, proud and humbled to be the co-director for the Convention of States in Texas, um, where we had a victory just a week ago, and our good friends in Missouri had a victory yesterday, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes as well. Um, we haven't been on the air since Christmas Eve, uh, and that's been, so, you know, five and a half months, five months or so. Um, obviously, we've been busy in Texas, and other states have been busy in their sessions as well. I actually didn't think I would be uh, energized enough after we passed to do much of anything, but I found that uh, my energy level has been up, and that's really been because our grassroots have been on fire even since we passed. Uh, We have some things we'll talk about in a few minutes about what Texas has planned uh, for our grassroots army. Uh, This was a grassroots victory here in Texas, which is going to be our focus this morning is the victory in Texas and the model that that gives to other states hopefully the encouragement that can give. Um, let me run down as, and summarize kind of what happened here in Texas and what our strategy was from the beginning. Our, our strategy, because we have such a large grassroots army, was to control the narrative at the Capitol. And, and the narrative we wanted to present was one in that we were omnipresent and we were watching. Uh, we wanted it to really be more of a raw political pressure that we were applying uh, at the Capitol. We had done so much groundwork before the session started in educating legislators that we were fairly confident they knew what Article 5 and what the Convention of States project was. And, and we were fairly confident we had enough votes to pass with just that. Uh, however, we also are aware, especially in the Texas House, that there are political dynamics going on which we can't control, per se, except through pure, raw political pressure. So that was our plan all along. Uh, 
Now we got a big boost early on. We we had a hint that Governor Abbott was going to make this what's known in Texas as an emergency item, which moves it to the top of the calendar, gives it some priority, um, it gives it the opportunity to be heard before other items can be heard in the Texas calendar. They can't vote on anything for 60 days uh, unless it's an emergency item. And that helped us greatly. The original plan was to go through the House first because we passed in the House last session. But to be quite honest, the leadership in the House constructed all the committees in such a manner that they were designed to kill just about anything that was a liberty-minded um, piece of legislation. And, and uh, we have many friends and other liberty groups who are uh, wailing and gnashing of teeth, rightfully so, because so much good legislation has been left by the wayside or completely mangled by the Texas House. So because the committees were in such uh, a mess, we decided to go through the Senate first. And that decision was actually made by Lieutenant Governor Patrick and by our Senate sponsor, Senator Brian Birdwell. Uh, we, we went through the, the Senate and passed there on February 28th. So that was two and a half months ago. We passed in the Senate and then we languished in the House. We went over to the House, sat there. So um, we had some various means of applying pressure to the Speaker of the House, who is the one who can actually assign to committee, get things through and uh, get things moving. We had radio ads playing, but the main pressure we brought was not directly upon the Speaker but upon all the members who support us. And we reminded them, this is legislation you've supported, you have signed on as a co-author. You need to remind the speaker that it's time to get legislation you want and that your constituents want moved. And finally, about four weeks ago, uh, we had our House committee hearing. And uh, it was a great hearing in which we had 60 people show up and volunteer to testify another uh, 70, if I remember the, I think 59 and 69, another 69 people uh, registered in favor. So well over 120 on record. Uh, we had, we believe more there uh, actually in, in the several committee rooms uh, that were needed to hold all of our people. Um, there was opposition there too, but we completely shut them out of the committee room. So they weren't in the room, uh, in the room with all the committee members. The only time they could come in was when they actually had to testify. Um, it, it was a, a good hearing, almost eight hours of testimony. Uh, however, um, what occurred next was we, we knew we had an obstacle on that committee, just like every other committee had for, for particular legislation. Um, but there was a very shrewd and very wise, good political maneuver that was done um, in a negotiation to uh, offer a substitute on our resolution. Um, we have no problems with what was done to get a yes vote and get out of committee. The only challenge we had was we didn't know that was going to happen. Um, and so uh, we, we didn't know exactly what to tell our grassroots. Thankfully, we were a little reserved. Um, they, the, the House members may think we were a little uh, strong, but the reality is there were a lot of other things we could have done and, and considered. But our approach to that was thank you for getting out of committee. And now to the House members who had signed on to what we would call a clean bill, the one that looked exactly like the Senate without that uh, language. And the language that was added was a contingency, said the Convention of States resolution will only be valid if, and there were two other pieces of legislation it pointed to, only if these other two get passed. We did not want any strings attached uh, for various reasons. And one of the reasons is we, we believe some of that legislation is going to have a problem getting passed, getting reconciled in the Senate. 
Uh, we just did not want to get bottled up any further. We wanted to get out and be done. So that's what we challenged the members, saying 80 of you, 80 of you, which is an absolute majority in Texas, signed on as a sponsor of a clean bill. All we're asking you to do is to fulfill that commitment and ask for the bill to be restored on the floor during the vote. So what happened on May 4th, a week ago Thursday, um, there was still opposition. Leadership opposition did not want that to be restored. But they whipped the votes. And we had so many people who were encouraged. And uh, again, it was all constituent pressure. We did not have to resort to any of everybody in the state called this legislator, everybody in the state called this legislator. Uh, it was constituent pressure on the members who basically came to the, the House leadership and, and said, we're going to vote with the people, with the grassroots. And what we have always said in convention of states, and this is true anywhere, um, once the uh, once people who are even opposed or are ambivalent, once they see where the political tide is going, they, they hold their finger up and, and test where the wind is blowing, they will suddenly say, you know what, I have supported the convention of states all along. Of course I have. What we saw in Texas was what we are calling the stampede. Um, they, they are, there were 80 co-authors on the House version of our legislation. It was the Senate version which ended up coming over to be voted on, exact same language. And what they do in Texas, and they probably do this in other states, is they will somewhat transfer those co-authors to become sponsors. Co-sponsors is what it's called when the legislation comes from the other chamber. Um, Chairman Drew Darby of, of our Federalism Committee came up and just made a normal motion. I want to add these, these members as co-sponsors on SJR2. And I'm going to play the audio from that in a moment, but I want to give you a visual picture of what happened. This is a normal process. It's normally not very dramatic. You read some names and they get added to the record. He started reading names. And then we saw first a handful of, of legislators come to the podium to make sure their name got added. And then there was a rush. And the video is pretty dramatic of all of these legislators making sure that our several hundred people who were in the gallery, our grassroots, saw what they were doing. That was a sign of, for those who support, and many of those members support us, and we want to make sure that's clear, a sign to them that we are with you and we, you know, we thank you for having, having our back to the grassroots. But there were others there who were not strong supporters who wanted to make sure they were seen. And basically saying, you know what, we've always supported convention states, of course we support you. See, look at us. We call it the stampede. I'm going to play the audio from that. Hopefully you have a picture of it. Um, we're going to have that on YouTube. Uh, I know Garrett has the video and, and he was gracious to give it to us for some presentations. We're going to pretty it up a little bit. Um, it's a very, very dramatic moment showing the power of the grassroots. Here's the audio from the Texas stampede. Chair, recognize Representative Darby for a motion. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Members, I move to add the following members as joint and co-sponsors of SJR2, Paul Workman, Larry Phillips, Lyle Larson, Dan Huberty. Uh, those are joint sponsors. Co-sponsors, Rick Miller, Justin Holland, Travis Clardy, John Kempel, Doc Anderson, Stan Lambert, Pat Fallon, Craig Goldman, Lance Gooden, James Wyatt, Jason Isaac, Will Metcalf, Dave Phelan, Dennis Paul, Tony Dale, Trent Ashby, Cindy Burkett, Wayne Faircloth, Rodney Anderson, Tom Olson, uh, Cecil Bell, Mike Schofield, and John Sirier. And for price. 
and uh, Jody Lottenberg and uh, Jonathan Stickland, uh, Briscoe Kane, J.M. Lozano, Chris Paddy, uh, Mark Keogh, Byron Cook, Bill Zedler, Dennis Bohack, uh, Dan Flynn. like feeding hogs, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Valerie uh, Swanson. Ron Simmons, Jay Dean, John Frulo, Matt Shaheen. It's like feeding kids. Uh, Drew Springer, Gary Elkins. How about me, Fred? Okay. Oh, Stucky. What, what about your Highland Lakes? Okay, Wilson, uh, <laughs> Rainey, Frank, Bales, Roberts, Tan Parker, okay, uh, Matt Krause, Jim Murphy, Phil Stevenson, Schaefer, Leach, Button, Wilson, Shaheen, Garen, Rinaldi, Ed Thompson, Greg Bonin, uh, Burrs, Smithy, Click, Cosper, Gooden. Mr. Desitel, for what purpose? Cole Hefner. Okay. John Ray, Mike Lang, Landgraf, and Obviously, the Undertaker, Hunter. Okay. Mary, Gary Van Dieter, Burns, Capriglione. Anybody else in the gallery? Huh? All right. I appreciated that at the end where uh, Chairman Darby looked up to the gallery, obviously referencing the, all the convention estates supporters and volunteers who are there and, and asking anybody else there want to sign up uh, as a sponsor. So that was a huge tribute to our grassroots efforts uh, here in Texas. As we said, we, we took control of that narrative from the moment that Governor Abbott gave the state of the state address. And that was our, our first big public moment uh, for the legislators to see when we filled the gallery. Uh, one of the great videos we have that, that Garrett, uh, queued up for us is is showing that part of the speech, which was the end of his speech, uh, the grassroots taking control of the narrative and um, all the way through the end of the session where right there on the, on the final vote, again, a, a tribute to our grassroots who worked so hard and so relentlessly and so professionally. Um, just amazing, amazing folks. Well, Missouri had a big vote yesterday, um, last day. And our good buddy Cliff Wilkin is on the line. I'm going to punch Cliff up here in a moment because he was on the ground there in Missouri. And Cliff, I think I've got you live, sir. How are you? Good morning, Paul. Hey, let us know what went on in, in Missouri. You were there uh, in person. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I drove about 800 plus miles to get there. Got there about a, a day early. Um, Rodney picked me up, uh, first thing in the morning, went over, took a quick tour of the state house and, uh, met up with, uh, with Keith and Dave. And we did some Facebook live, uh, events, uh, the rest of the team got there, I think around nine 30, we did, uh, some more pictures and Facebook live. Then we, uh, headed into the, uh, viewing gallery, the, the legislation, I think we got there around. 10 a little after 10 i think uh they kicked off the uh, house around around 10 and uh so really you know i had 
I had watched most of uh, your passing in Texas uh, just recently, so I definitely had that in my mind when I was watching the uh, the Missouri House go. So there was lots of legislation that came up before us, and and uh, hours and hours uh, ticked off the clock, and and somewhere a little after five, with less than an hour remaining in the final day of uh, in the final hour of uh, the Missouri House session for the year. Um, they brought up SCR4, and uh, there was a, a bit of debate. Um, I think our sponsor did an excellent job of, of introducing it and rebutting the, the uh, opposition. Um, one of the Democrats uh, did a really crazy maneuver and tried to adjourn the session early. And uh, it was voted down, I think, 90-something to 30-something. And then uh, it called for the uh, previous question, and, and that passed, and uh, the vote took place. And I think it was like an 85 to 40-something uh, positive vote. And then uh, from there, we thanked our sponsor and thanked our other legislators that helped us. And we uh, went out to eat and celebrated. Yeah, it, it's a pretty interesting um, process to go through. And I know North Dakota maybe more than any other state because their vote went so fast. Uh, you do all that hard work, and there's and for Missouri and also, also for Texas, but Missouri, they've been through the ringer at least three straight sessions uh, doing this and getting close. And, of course, you build more and more grassroots, and they go through this experience, and they've been working hours and weeks and, and months at this and then when the debate occurs on the floor it can be very very quick uh once you actually come up and you and you go wow that really happened fast <laughs> all that all that work and then what they really get on the floor there's not necessarily a lot of activity happens once you actually come up but it's that waiting and even the strategy behind why are we waiting why are we why are why is was there a reason why missouri went to the very last hour do you have any insight on that I, I believe that was the information we had um, previously, that that's likely what would happen. But um, obviously, we would have liked to go earlier. Um, it may have just been the, the strategy of our of our uh, legislative team that, that uh, thought that, that waiting till that last minute would give us, uh, you know, less debate, possibly less... Uh, less controversy because everybody was ready to to go home for the session um like you said we had the year before we had passed the same chamber 105 to 43 so you know the purpose of a major debate you know was was uh somewhat limited in that it had been passed uh previously maybe even multiple times before yesterday but just not both chambers in the same year it's interesting you bring up the vote from last year of uh, significantly more numbers in favor. Um, we we find it interesting as we see these states which have passed one chamber and it gets to another chamber and it falls short. This happened in Arizona, right? If we can only get through the Senate, we have enough votes. Then when it actually got there and the obstacle had been removed, there was great reluctance once they're actually the final vote, and uh, maybe even a little bit of that yesterday in Missouri. You still had enough votes to pass, but it was not as many as when it had passed before when it wasn't the final vote. 
it seems that uh, legislators, uh, when it really counts, uh, which is, I guess, a good thing, they show their true colors. Uh, but when they're when they're voting and thinking this isn't really going to matter because it's not going to pass the other chamber, they can be a little more loose with their vote. So good work by uh, Keith and Brett and that entire team in Missouri. Um, I, I know that I know them. They don't take credit for that because of all the great grassroots they have. And, and just like in Texas, there's no way I could get any of this done. Um, I'm a zero as far as being able to get something done myself, but uh, it's actually very, very easy and quite fun when you have 125,000 people behind you. Uh, you can maneuver quite nimbly through a very uh, dysfunctional Texas house, which is what it is um, here in Texas. Thanks, Cliff. You got anything else? Um, no, I, I like I said, it was nice to meet the Missouri team. It was nice to meet... Uh... Keith and David and Rodney for the first time. I really think, uh, you know, meeting people face to face really, really deepens yep. the, the engagement. So I definitely uh, suggest, you know, traveling for yeah. for our other volunteers when possible to meet, um, not just online but in person. Right, that is pretty cool to be able to meet you, and, and I'm so thankful we got to meet you last year. Uh, last last february out here in dallas yeah i'll always um, remember always, that always dallas event that. that was that dallas event was truly inspiring yeah that's uh that is one of the best events i think they've they've ever had i know mark and, and senator coburn both say that that was one of their best events um and of course the next morning we were down in austin meeting with the the governor's team which um made for a very crazy 16-hour period for us <laughs> um wow anyway um uh, yeah, are, are you going to be, do you think you're going to be in North Carolina when they come up? Because they're coming up pretty quick, we think. Anything's possible, but I'm hoping uh, in the next couple of days to to uh, meet some of our Indiana and possibly some Illinois uh, um, volunteers and, and supporters. So I definitely want right. to uh, catch up with the Ohio team, too. Ohio seems to be very, very engaged. Yep. All right, Cliff, thank you so much for uh, for volunteering your time, not just going down to Missouri, but volunteering to call in this morning and give us an update from uh, on the ground uh, and, and being able to actually witness a floor vote, uh, a final passage. Um, thanks, Cliff. And there's still a teeny bit of hope for our, our New York resolution, my, my home state. So we just got two yeah. new sponsors uh, in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we've been we've been watching that uh, on our communications team, seeing uh, and even on Facebook, seeing that you're getting sponsors. Uh, Democrat, you've got multiple Democrats who've signed on, right? We have one. Yeah, we have one uh, Democrat uh, senator from uh, Staten okay. Island uh, area, and uh, that's that's Great. very exciting because the Assembly in yeah, New York is like a hundred, hundred to forty re Democrat to Republican, so. Democrats are definitely uh, very, very essential to uh, progress in New York. Right. And you mentioned Illinois earlier, and they're doing a great job there. And that's a that's a heavily Democrat state, but they've got uh, multiple Democrat sponsors uh, on their legislation. Yes. So dozens. Yes. Uh, good work. Yeah. That I think and, we, and, New York always, copies the. We, go ahead. Yeah, I think if New York copies the Illinois strategy, we'll definitely uh, have a lot more success. That they're definitely setting the the blue state strategy. 
Yeah, and, and of course, it sounds strange. We talk about red state strategy, blue state strategy, because we truly believe this is a nonpartisan issue. We're talking about the structure of the federal government. And structure, like a rule set, you know, if you want to relate it to young people, to millennials, think of a rule set for a video game. If the rules continue to change in a video game when you're trying to play it, you're going to, it doesn't matter what your philosophy is, you're going to be in trouble trying to play a game. And that's what has happened with the Constitution is the rule set is being continually changed by the federal government and there's no stability. And all we are trying to do is stabilize the rule set uh, so that everybody's playing yes, the Illinois rules and, and, and they know what the rules are. Yep. Illinois and New York likely have the most to gain from a convention of states because they give more money to D.C. than almost any other state yep. and they get the least amount in return. So once once they wake up to that message of bringing power home, you know, it's really it's really there's no reason why a state resident should shouldn't support it because the if you keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect the you know different results, you're you're insane. Yes. <laughs> All right, Cliff, thank you so much that uh that helps me fill a little bit of my time otherwise I end up filibustering myself, but um I actually think I'm getting fairly good at that, which is, I don't know if that's a good trait or not. Um, all right, my friend, um, I've got to close so, out my So show proud here. of you and the Texas um, team, and, and uh, really enjoyed uh, being uh, involved in that. Oh, well, we appreciate it. Hope, we hope to see you again soon, and we may do some traveling out and about some other places, too. Uh, We've got a lot of things up our sleeve. Who knows? <laughs> awesome. All right. We'll talk to, you late. talk to you later. For Liberty. Bye. Yeah, bye. All right, we've got uh, I've got about a minute and a half, two minutes to to close up. Let me um, at least give you a preview here in Texas and a tease. Uh, we've been really Tamara and I, uh, um, uh, our co-director, my my partner in Liberty, Tamara Colbert. We've had plans in the works for well over a year on uh, what our next steps would be after we pass. We had. Um, We've had great confidence that we would be able to pass in Texas. Not that it would be easy, but that we were going to be able to, uh, with God's hand, and God's hand has been in everything we have done here, uh, we saw that this was going to happen, and we needed to be prepared for the next steps. And um, we've got some pretty exciting stuff we're going to be doing and unveiling next month in June. So keep your eyes on what the grassroots are going to be doing in Texas, the Convention of States. We've, we're calling it Phase 2. Um, we, we've been teasing our volunteers a bit, but the, the good news with our, our grassroots is they are, uh, they are focused on exactly the right things, uh, in their enthusiasm. Um, and I've never seen them more engaged again, as I thought, boy, once we pass, we're just gonna, um, we're all gonna relax for a bit and, uh, you know, just decompress. Uh, it's been exactly the opposite. They are chomping at the bit to do the next thing you know, to help whatever other states need help, however we can do that. But here in Texas, also to be engaged uh, in politically in many different avenues. And that's that's what we're going to be unveiling next month. Um, it's exciting. Uh, we have so much leverage here in Texas, and that's going to happen in every state. As you grow your grassroots, you will get political leverage uh, that you can use to do most anything you wish in your state. Uh, and that's the whole point. 
Convention of States project is a project of Citizens for Self-Governance. The big goal, I'm letting the secret out, the big goal is self-governance and to train an army of people who are self-governing, an army of citizens who are self-governing, not just involved in getting amendments passed to the Constitution, but in constraining everyone in the government, uh, be it at, from the local level to the state level to the national level through self-governance. That's it for now. Next week, um, I, we'll we'll see. Uh, wasn't even necessarily planning on doing today, but I've just been so excited to get things out and to share our thoughts here from Texas. Going to let uh, Madison Rising play us out with the Star Spangled Banner. Thank you so much. God bless you all. God bless Texas. God bless America. Yes, we are the brave. We'll fight you in